I'm Michael Riley, Chief Investment Officer of TCW's Equities Group. I'm here with Bo Pfeiffer, who co-heads our artificial intelligence team, and Matthew Lowe, TCW's medical products analyst covering biotech, pharma, and medtech. In this episode, we explore the transformative power of generative AI in healthcare. That's a sector that spends about $4.5 trillion annually in the U.S. alone, or around 17% of GDP. We're going to talk about how leveraging this technology can significantly enhance patient care, reduce costs, and uh, really optimize operational efficiency within hospitals. This means everything from disease diagnosis to personalized treatment plans to even streamlining how you get your next doctor's appointment. So thanks for joining me, Bo and Matt. And maybe we can just start broadly, perhaps with you, Bo. What are some of the major ways you see AI impacting healthcare? Yeah. Hi, Michael. It's good to be here with you guys. Uh, Bear with me for a minute because there's a lot to cover on this topic. Let's consider a hypothetical situation that probably won't be hypothetical for much longer and Think about the impact of AI on healthcare from a patient perspective. So our patient has symptoms. They log into their provider portal where they interact in conversational English with an AI chatbot that takes their history. Today, this is a a lengthy and rigid click here kind of process where really you spend more time on everything that's not wrong with you, but the AI will listen to your complaints and quickly zero in on questions that matter clinically. And based on that interaction, the AI will identify what type of doctor you need to see, schedule the appointment at a time that works for both you and the doctor, and provide the doctor with the pertinent medical history in a complete but very concise summary. The actual appointment will look pretty much the same as it does today, but the AI is in the background taking notes and already starting to home in on a list of conditions that match your symptoms. The doctor might even ask the AI for some clinical trial data or references to scientific literature and get real-time responses kind of like a medical Siri or Alexa uh, would do on our phones today. And then when the encounter is over, the AI will immediately generate the after-visit summary in language that the patient can actually understand and put it up in their portal. So then the AI presents an evidence-based treatment plan that might involve lab work or imaging, and if approved by the doctor, automatically schedules the follow-up appointment for a CT scan or an MRI or whatever. And that MRI, by the way, will be completed in half the time because AI in the MRI machine can interpret the scanning data faster and more precisely. It then reads the scan to identify any abnormalities in the imaging, incorporates any blood tests that might have been done, and produces a diagnosis. The treatment plan 
is then optimized by analyzing the medical records of tens of thousands of other patients in the payers organization who have had the same initial diagnosis to find the best treatment algorithm. And all of this information is presented to the doctor for consent. We're not taking the human out of the equation here. And suppose in this case, the treatment consists of a series of weekly drug infusions. The AI once again handles all of the scheduling and communicates the information to the patient while in the background contacting the managed care provider or the payer to negotiate prior authorization, for example, if the patient's health plan requires that. And the drug was probably designed with AI tools to bind with a very high affinity to the target site of the disease cells, making use of AI's ability to predict protein folding. And finally, all of the data collected during the entire process, including the follow-up and the outcomes, is anonymized and fed back into the database of medical records to continuously improve the results for future patients. I'm just wondering, Bo, is the patient going to like and appreciate this experience, or is it going to feel impersonalized with you know bots and just all technology? I mean, what are your thoughts there? I think it will be, to a large degree, invisible to the patient. Certainly, the experience of... Um, Logging on to your portal, answering a bunch of, of background questions that, that we do with the mouse right now. Do you have a history of this? Do you have a history of that? I think patients will appreciate actually speaking to something that sounds like a human and just explaining in plain English what, what their complaints are and then not having to answer a bunch of questions that, that don't apply. And then everything else is kind of behind the scenes and not really visible to the patient anyway. So uh, I, I think it'll make the experience a lot more pleasant for patients. That makes sense. It, it sounds like AI is, is really going to bring about some sizable, both efficiency gains for patient interaction and then also treatment plans that can really be um, you know, customized. Maybe if, if we turn specifically to uh, drug discovery, Matt, can you give us an idea of how drug companies are actually using AI to design better drugs? Yep, sure. Thank you for having me, Michael. So several biopharma companies are using AI to speed up and more importantly, improve drug development. Machine learning models are trained using information about the amino acid sequence or the 3D structure of previous drug candidates and about properties of interest. And AI techniques can analyze large-scale biomedical data to identify existing drugs that may have therapeutic potential for different diseases. So by repurposing existing drugs for new indications, AI can accelerate the drug discovery process and also reduce costs. How, how does it, can you explain a little bit about how AI does that? What makes this possible? Yeah, I guess different companies are doing it in different ways. But uh, I mean, Schrodinger, for example, is they have a computational software platform that's powered by physics. Effectively, it gets better protein binding. Uh, Relay Therapeutics is another company. Effectively, we think of proteins are not static. They're constantly moving. They don't stay in the same structure all the time. 
So traditional drug discovery is really like looking at old black and white photos, whereas relay therapeutics, their technology essentially shows how the proteins move and different binding pockets open up and close at different time frames. So essentially relay is aiming to kind of drug the undruggable using motion-based drug design. So not not every technology platform is doing it in the same way. There's there's that those would be two different examples of how two different companies are doing it. Wow, super interesting. Um, maybe we can switch gears from drugs and how they're designed and focus a minute on how AI can help with diagnosing disease, early detection, and the like. You you see a lot of that out out in the news. Yep, sure. So AI-powered blood tests are being used to detect early disease and also disease recurrence. Essentially, all cancer is a bioinformatics play. You're looking for a change, an insertion, or a deletion that could happen anywhere and in any size, and it could show up in three billion base pairs of the human genome. And it obviously, it's yeah. I just want to sorry, go on, Bob. Yeah, I just want to emphasize that point. Uh, In some ways, we've made incredible strides in the fight against cancer, but we're still searching for a cure. What we know is that detecting cancer early dramatically improves outcomes and provides the best chance to treat with curative intent. So we're getting pretty good at treating a lot of cancers when we catch them early enough. And these AI-driven tests are absolutely allowing us to catch the disease earlier and earlier. Yep, and it's hard to imagine a bigger mountain of data than the human genome. Essentially, every genomics diagnostic company is using AI. DNA sequencing technologies generate a lot of data, and AI helps the diagnostics companies better mine that data to develop signatures that are predictive of disease and predictive of response to therapies, etc. Can I just ask you on that, Matt? I mean, what is the magnitude of the improvement? How much is AI enabling advances or improvements in in this type of mapping or detection how would you characterize it yeah i think it's hard to quantify at this moment in time because it's still relatively relatively early but i think it has huge potential for example diseases like ra patients can cycle through various different therapies before they kind of stumble across the one that's working for them it's kind of trial and error whereas AI searching through data, finding out reasons why different patients respond to different therapies could really hugely increase efficiency so we kind of get to the the drug that's going to work for that specific patient right away rather than this kind of trial and error process that that we have now. Fascinating. That's rheumatoid arthritis you were referring to, right? Okay, great. Maybe uh, it makes sense to talk about just devices themselves and how AI is really disrupting that whole medical device world, particularly in the radiology space. What, what are we seeing there? Yeah, so eight years ago, there was almost no AI-enabled medical devices being approved by the FDA. But now around 40% of all the medical devices approved by the FDA for radiology are driven by AI. Wow. And we expect that percentage to go on increasing. Around 75% of all the AI products that have been approved are in radiology, in other words, medical imaging. And just two examples of the AI radiology products that we currently have, one would be Clearly. Clearly uses AI to interpret CCTA scans to predict who is at risk of heart disease. 
essentially allowing doctors to develop plans to help prevent heart attacks. The traditional method of diagnosing heart disease uses CT scans to detect when the buildup of fatty deposits in the arteries restricts the blood supply to the heart. But at that point, a heart attack is already likely. A study published in 2020 showed that the best way of predicting heart attacks in patients without chest pain is by looking at the buildup of low-density plaque. Essentially, patients with more than 4% low-density plaque are around five times more likely to have a heart attack. As a result, the focus is now on finding ways to quantify the buildup of the plaque. The AI, used by Clearly, has been trained with over 10 million CTTA images from over 40,000 patients. As a result, it can rapidly interpret CCTA scans, providing quantified plaque readings and highlight risk features. It also reduces the number of cases where it's necessary to perform an invasive angiogram. So, Matt, if we go back to just the, the radiology and the advances there, is it threatening the radiologist's job or are radiologists embracing this and it's actually just making them much more effective, being able to pinpoint better, detect earlier, etc. How would you characterize that? That's a good question. I mean, I, I guess there's always early adopters and then later adopters pretty much with any technology that comes along. I think generally we see younger physicians are more open to trying the technology, but I think it's a case of once anyone tries it, they see the efficiencies that it enables, they see the improvements in the standard of care, and I think it's just a matter of time until kind of adoption starts coming up the curve. Yeah, I mean, it's really fascinating to see how quickly that space is evolving. Um, Michael. Yeah. You know, this gets to a more fundamental question about AI and whether it will replace humans and wipe out jobs or will it actually create jobs? And I don't want to interrupt Matt's train of thought here, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll add one more example on the device side that I kind of touched on earlier. So GE Healthcare is using AI in their MRI machines to reduce the amount of time it takes to acquire an image. And their algorithm uses deep learning models to reduce the noise in the raw data, which improves the signal to noise ratio. So pictures have higher resolution, but more importantly, they take about half the time of current machines. And that's a really important point because spending 15 minutes inside of a claustrophobic tube instead of a half an hour or longer is a big deal to a lot of patients like me. But it's a bigger deal for the provider because they can now serve twice as many patients with that machine, which means twice the return on their initial capital investment and faster appointments for, for patients. So it's very complementary to the existing radi radiologist business. Exactly. And, and Bo, I mean, what about generative AI? We've, you know, what we've been talking about so far sounds like all of the old school type of AI. So how does this revolution of chat GPT and the like, how does that fit in into all of this? Yeah, the launch of chat GPT in late 22 really captured investors' imagination and attention. It put a spotlight on generative AI, which we'll define as the ability for a machine to create unique content, just like magic. But it did take some attention away from predictive AI or plain old AI or what we used to just call AI, which 
let's define as the ability for a machine to kind of teach itself or extract patterns from huge data sets that it's never seen before and then predict an outcome. And that's the brains behind machine vision and, and image recognition and natural language processing, big data analysis, and all the other AI tools that, that we use. And it's important not to lose sight of the potential for predictive AI, but at the same time, we just need to be really focused and aware of the potential impacts of generative AI because it's a hugely, enormously powerful tool. We walk through an example of the doctor-patient interaction and some of the ways generative AI comes into play there. And if you've ever seen a doctor, and most of us have, you are familiar with the after-visit summary that describes the interaction and any recommendations from the doctor and do's and don'ts and the follow-up that's required. And that has to be written or at least transcribed by the doctor today. With generative AI, that document is done before you even leave the examination room. And the doctor just has to quickly review and sign off on it while the appointment is still fresh in his or her mind. So not only does that promise more accurate reporting because the doctor's not trying to remember what happened the day before in his, you know, one of his 25 meetings with uh, patients, but it can literally save hours per clinic day, which is time that the doctor can use to see more patients, which means less waiting for you and me for an appointment and more money for the doctor's practice. And this is there today. Microsoft has a healthcare division that has already built this generative AI co-pilot. And I think it's just a matter of time before we see it work its way into the healthcare system broadly. Sure. Well, thank you, Matt. And thank you, Bo, uh, for, for really a great conversation. I mean, clearly AI is pretty dramatically uh, transforming the, the healthcare uh, sector. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on TCW Investment Insights. For more insights from TCW, please visit tcw.com insights. This material is for general information purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. TCW, its officers, directors, employees, or clients may have positions in securities or investments mentioned in this publication, which positions may change at any time without notice. While the information and statistical data contained herein are based on sources believed to be reliable, we do not represent that it is accurate and should not be relied on as such, or be the basis for an investment decision. The information contained herein may include preliminary information and or, quote, forward-looking statements, end quote. Due to numerous factors, actual events may differ substantially from those presented. TCW assumes no duty to update any forward-looking statements or opinions in this document. Any opinions expressed herein are current only as of the time made and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results.